Hey guys, welcome back to episode six of Prospect Barn. I'm Curtis Ratner. Hey, how we doing, guys? I'm Jeff Lightford. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since our last episode. Uh, there's not too much going on in the prospect world, but definitely some things worth mentioning. So we're gonna give you a recap of the recent news and then uh, talk maybe a little bit about some other stuff. But it should be a pretty uh, pretty relaxed episode today. Nothing to uh, n- n- no news that's. Uh, really too groundbreaking or anything like that yeah just a couple all-star games uh some young players uh standing out to us and um some signings and some other stuff going around the leagues that we're just going to touch up on yeah i guess we should start it off with just this morning the penguins extended 23 year old defenseman marcus Pedersen to a five-year deal uh just over four mil a year uh he's got 15 points through 50 games this year and he's uh, solidified himself as, uh, I'd say, a steady NHL defenseman that would be on pretty much every team's roster at this point. I don't know if he'd crack every team's top six, but he, he's a steady NHL defenseman for, for pretty much every team, I'd say. Oh, uh, yeah, they got, a, they got lucky here with him. Uh, he's definitely been solid for them all year. Um, just, he's uh, right now stepping up. They have a ton of injuries this year, so he's been pretty shut down for them. And uh, it's... Definitely good for them this year because last year they had to get rid of Olimata, who was just not working out in Pittsburgh at all, and he was a promising young defenseman. So he steps in, he's making some uh, right moves right now, and uh, he looks pretty good out there. Yeah, it was a great uh, great find for Pittsburgh. They obviously needed depth in the back end, and uh, he's provided that for them these past two seasons. Uh, obviously the numbers don't blow you away with the one goal and 14 assists, but he's not really an offensive guy, so... You don't really expect that to. Uh, solid 200-foot game, though, and someone that the Penguins can definitely look to uh, build around in establishing a great decor moving forward. Uh, moving on, there's some news out of the Swedish Elite League right now, and that's two uh, two pretty big NHL prospects, I'd say. Both of them have, uh, have solidified themselves in the top 50 NHL prospects and look to be moving up that list. I think they'll both be on NHL rosters sooner rather than later. And that's in the Swedish Elite League right now. It's defenseman Nils Lundqvist and Victor Soderstrom. Nils Lundqvist is a Rangers prospect, and Soderstrom's a Coyotes prospect. Uh, in terms of points per games played by defensemen that are twenty year that are young, twenty years and younger in Swedish Elite League history, they right now are number one and two all time. With uh, Lundqvist putting up 0.76 points per game, five goals and seventeen assists for twenty two points, and Stroderstrom is straight behind him with 0.65 points per game, three goals and ten assists for thirteen points. Uh, we spoke about both of these guys before, and uh, I think they'll both have very good NHL careers. Uh, Lundqvist is very undersized, but uh, the, the more the NHL shifts and uh, evolves towards a speed game, the less size really matters, and uh, I think he'll slide in no problem with the Rangers one day, and Soderstrom will slide in with the Coyotes. Yeah, exactly. Um, something, something about the Sweden uh, defenseman that they've always been producing uh, great players. Uh, that we've seen uh, have great careers in the NHL, uh, like Victor Hedman and Eric Carlson. So uh, hope uh, if these guys are anything like them, they're going to have unbelievable careers, and the teams uh, they get drafted by them are going to be very happy. So, um, yeah, definitely look to see them in the NHL uh, pretty soon, probably. So it's an exciting time for their fan bases. Yeah, I'd say the two most noticeable names on this list that they they both uh, are ahead of, to put it in perspective, are Victor Hedman and Rasmus Dahlin. Both averaged uh, 
0.49 points per game. And then I'd, so Soderstrom and Lundqvist are both a good amount ahead of them. And obviously, Hedman's resume speaks for itself. Darlene was the first overall pick a few years back, and he's really coming into his own, maturing as an NHL defenseman. Uh, but, yeah, those are just some names to, to, to really compare what what these two have done and show how impressive their seasons have been so far. It's definitely nothing that you need to – Something you should be looking past, or nothing you should be uh, ignoring when discussing, you know, the future of NHL defensemen, especially Swedish defensemen, like you said. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. And the Swedish Elite League is no joke either. Um, a lot of great players that came out of there. It's probably, I would say, like the third best league in the world. And the skill and like the open ice over there is just crazy. It's a lot of fun to watch. Exactly. Uh, I guess sticking on the trend with Swedish defensemen, uh, Rasmus Sundin scored his first NHL goal the other day. Uh, he was a first-round pick by Toronto back in 2018. We saw him earlier this month as the World Juniors. He was one of the best players in that tournament, uh, putting up steady numbers the entire time. He had three goals and seven assists for 10 points in that tournament. Uh, it was seven games played, I believe, for Team Sweden. And he was just steady all around the ice the guys had obviously over a point per game but I think he was one of their most defensively responsible players as well uh making a leap in the NHL now which is just great for him it's great for Toronto fans that his arrival is here it was his 10th game where he registered his first goal uh he's got six points through those 10 games so he's producing offensively already in NHL and uh it's big news for Toronto and uh they should be very excited yeah, definitely. Toronto, like they have the offense that can like they can work uh stack up with anyone in the league, one of the best offenses. And uh they have a lot of great players on that team. Just over the last couple of years, uh defense has definitely been their downfall. Um they've done a couple of things to uh sign defensemen to help them out, but it really hasn't been working too much for them. So uh having their young defensemen step in and uh, start start a great career off with them is huge for them and maybe uh it'll help them out in the playoffs this year. But, uh, yeah, he looks great so far. Six points in ten games. Nothing to complain about. So, um, we'll see if he can keep it up for them. And they're right right now, right outside of playoff spots, so they can put some wins together. Yeah, I don't think many people have them out of a playoff spot for long. I think pretty much the entire hockey world thinks they'll get in. Uh, There's too much talent on that team to assume they'll miss the playoffs. Uh, one other thing I want to mention is uh, I think it's a very mature and smart move by head coach, head coach Sheldon Keefe, uh, pairing him with Cody Cece, uh, not giving him too many minutes off the bat. You know, you don't want you want to ease someone in the NHL, and Cody Cece is a veteran defenseman who's very stay at home, very smart. So uh, that transition's definitely made been a lot easier for Sandine, and uh, it's definitely shown that his confidence is growing game by game. Yeah, he looks he looks amazing out there. So. It's good for the Leafs. Uh, moving on now, we got some news out of the Ontario League. Uh, actually, both of the uh, both of these players coming for the Flint Firebirds. Just some news around them. Uh, defenseman Riley McCourt had registered his 91st career point with Flint, and that's the most ever in their franchise history. So uh, props to him. He has uh, had a great career there so far, and. Uh, not really thought of as a elite, elite NHL prospect, I'd say, ever, but uh, he's certainly making a name for himself. He was undrafted, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a, uh, a PTO or uh, any, a chance of moving up in uh, professional hockey at some point heading into next season. Yeah, this is uh, Riley McCourt's uh, third year 
on the Flint Firebirds. And uh, obviously, like you said, all the points. Yeah, 45 games played this year, 47 points for him. Um, uh, he also he, he 42 penalties, too, so that's pretty impressive, uh, all those points. He's getting a lot of penalties. But, um, yeah, he's definitely an exciting player to watch. Uh, we'll see if he gets his NHL shot. Definitely should. Um because we have seen a lot of people, players in the NHL that had success in the OHL. Um, they have go off to have unbelievable NHL careers. So we'll see if it works out for him. I think he's just got to work on his defensive game a little bit. Because, uh, I mean, last year he was a minus 38. So um, if he can work on that, uh, he'd be a great player in the NHL. Yeah, definitely needs to mature his full 200-foot game. There's a reason, obviously, that these kids go undrafted, you know, but it is so hard at that age to really figure out these kids and their potentials moving forward. You know, it's initial skill levels, not everything. So uh, wish him the best. Uh, moving on, though, also out of Flint, we have uh, Ty Delandria, who we spoke about a bunch during the World Juniors. He had a great tournament there. Uh, he was the first uh, first round pick in 2018 by the Stars, 13th overall, and uh, he was named the player of the uh, player of the week in the OHL last week, putting up uh, 10 points in three games. Oh yeah, it's definitely very impressive. I mean, this kid is, looks unbelievable. 35 games played, 57 points uh, this year for the Firebirds. So he, this kid, he's no joke. He's uh, all over the ice. He uh, pretty much do whatever uh, they want out there. So. Um, yeah, definitely uh, excited for him to start his NHL career pretty soon. Uh, I see he did get some AHL starts uh, last season, played 11 games in the AHL, uh, recorded three points. So uh, they probably just wanted to see what he could do. Uh, they sent him back to the OHL this year, and um, he looks amazing. So he's definitely ready for that next step in the NHL. Yeah, exactly. Dallas Stars fans, you got to be excited about him. Uh, there's already a bunch of young talent on that team. you got Miro Haskinen, obviously, who we've talked about. Uh, Rope Hintz, who we haven't actually spoken that much about, but he really made a name for himself last year, especially in the playoffs. I thought he was great. you got players like DeLandre coming up. Uh, I think it's just... Uh, you obviously already have your stars in Ben and Sagan. you know, you got Radulov there still. So there's a lot of talent in Dallas right now, and this kid's only going to add to that pool. Okay, moving on now, we have some news out of the KHL, and that's Ilya Sorokin, thought to be one of the top pro- thought to be one of the top goalie prospects in the in the hockey universe right now. Uh, he had a pair of wins last week, or a pair of three nothing wins. I apologize. Uh, that night, uh, stopped all nineteen shots he faced in the first game and all 31 in the second game for back-to-back shutouts. Uh, it was the second time this season he's posted back-to-back shutouts. Uh, 56 career KHL shutout. Uh, he's been very, very solid ever since he really joined the KHL. And, you know, as a third-round pick for the Islanders, the, you got to be absolutely loving what he's been doing. Uh, goalies are so hard to figure out. It's so hard to draft talent. But at 78th overall back in 2014, he is already 24 years old, but that shouldn't be anything too concerning. Uh, I think he'll be in the NHL next year most likely and uh, should hopefully, for Islanders fans' sake, be the goalie of the future for them. Yeah, I mean, the Islanders, they, they already play a full, uh, like, they're, team games revolved around how they play on defense so they already shut it down on defense and having a goalie like him uh backstopping them would be great um they don't have a lot of goals to begin with so with him in net uh it, it looks pretty scary for opposing offenses 
But yeah, this uh, this kid's amazing right now uh, in the KHL. Uh, the numbers he has is uh, 1.50 uh, goals against average and a 9.36 save percentage. So those, those numbers are crazy, a um, little off the charts. So yeah, definitely see him in the NHL uh, probably next year. Uh, really helping the Islanders out and see if they can uh, make that another another push. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's right now currently third in the KHL with a 1.5 goals against average and fifth with a 9.36 save percentage. Uh, obviously, those numbers are very impressive, and he seems to be only getting better with age. Uh, moving on with the trend of Russian goalies, we have New York Rangers' biggest goalie prospect and actually recently came out as the number one goalie prospect in hockey. That's Igor Shishjurkin. Uh He came up for the Rangers a couple weeks ago. He's played three games. He's looked solid in all of them. They did just recently send him back down, but I believe that was only for the All-Star break. He could get a couple AHL games in. I think he'll be coming right back up any day now. Uh, he looked very, very solid. Uh, the Rangers are running that three-goalie system, obviously, as we talked about on the last episode, which is very weird. You don't exactly know how it's going to play out, how they're all going to get the ice time they want or think they deserve. But, uh, yeah, he's looked great, Shishurkin. And, uh, I mean, I've been very, very impressed with what I've seen from him so far. Uh, yeah, definitely. The Rangers uh, definitely have a goalie for their future, it looks like, uh, on their team right now. And uh, he's definitely been impressive. And yeah, with that three goalie thing they're doing, I think they're just looking, um, maybe looking to trade uh, one of the goalies uh, this coming uh, trade deadline. And so uh, they'll see what happens there. Just trying to get NHL teams to get a good look at him uh, before the deadline comes up. And uh, uh, Henry Lundqvist, you know, he's been there forever. He's been an unbelievable goalie his whole career. So uh, it's sad to see the, see the end for Rangers fans for him. But um, when a new goalie comes in and he's hot, you just gotta, you ride the hot hand. And uh, he's been impressive. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't agree more. It's definitely weird to think that Lundqvist won't be getting a majority of the starts, like most likely, I'd say, ever again in his NHL career. Uh, if anything, he'll be splitting with, hypothetically, if they were to trade Georgiev, who's also been great. Uh, you know, you think he'd be getting uh, the best splits with Sestjurkin moving forward. Uh, they're only 11 points out of a playoff spot right now, which is Obviously, it's, it's it's a good margin back, but it, it's hypothetically doable. You know, you're still at this point in the year, you haven't given up yet. You're going to reevaluate the trade deadline, maybe make that move. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about trading Chris Kreider. Uh, Georgi has also been mentioned in the trade market. I've heard Toronto is a possible suitor. But uh, again, you know, it's really completely up in the air. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen yet, but if you're the Rangers, if you're Jeff Gordon, David Quinn, you're going to ride the hot hand, like you said, and uh, try to win as many games as you can moving forward. Exactly. It's definitely going to be exciting next uh, two months until the, or next month until the trade deadline uh, pops up. So I'm ready to watch the rest of the NHL season. Speaking of uh, young talent that we've been talking about right now, uh, we've been talking about the American League a little bit. There's some standout players in the American League that – you could see on an NHL roster soon we want to talk up right now. Uh, I guess the most notable one you got to say is Morgan Frost. He's already played 18 games for the Flyers this year. Uh, he got sent back down, but I think that was just more of a, a load thing. They wanted to give him as more minutes. The, he wasn't be able to get in NHL right now. But uh, he's looked great ever since he went back down there. Uh, he's been, I'd say he's up there as probably their best prospect. Uh 
he's been unbelievable, and I expect to see him back up in Philly soon. Yeah, he's definitely a complete player, which the Flyers need. Um, his his numbers like they're not off the chart numbers, uh, but like uh, some players like. Uh, if he can play all three zone areas of the ice, you know um, he's going to be effective in the NHL one day. And uh, the Flyers just need a guy like that that can play in all three zones. So uh, he looks good, um, but he's not going to put he's, his career is not going to be out putting out putting about out, out huge numbers. Uh, just going to be being a solid player for them. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, he was a first round pick, twenty uh, seventh overall back in twenty seventeen. So you obviously know the natural talent is there. He uh, only played in five games for Canada at the World Junior and uh, was able to allow his last season, actually. He didn't play in this one. Uh, he put up eight points in the five games. So when you're playing against players, your own skill, age level is obviously uh, you're going to be producing producing better, which he did. Uh, in the American League, the 28 games he played, he had eight goals, 11 assists, 19 points, which still, for a kid his age, 20 years old, that's impressive in the American League. And... Uh, I think it's, like I said earlier, it's safe to say you'll see him up in the NHL again at some point this season, hopefully soon if you're a Flyers fan. Moving on that list, uh, Owen Tippett, Florida Panthers draft pick. Uh, his first rounder, 10th overall in 2017 draft. Very, very skilled forward and uh, another guy that I think you can see coming up soon. I know Florida's not in a position to be wasting games right now, similar to everyone that we talk about the Rangers. Uh, You're trying to win as many games as possible right now. They're actually holding that third uh, division spot right now, which I think a lot of people didn't expect them to be ahead of Toronto this late in the season. Not that they were really low on Florida. Florida had a great offseason. You expected more from them. But Boston, Tampa Bay, and Toronto kind of seemed like they were the the three powerhouses in that division. But uh, yeah, right now, Florida's looking great to earn a playoff spot. I think Owen Tippett can come up and help produce even more offense and uh, really secure their playoff spot. Yeah, I mean, Tippett's had an unbelievable year uh, in the AHL right now. Um, I definitely think he could join the lineup if someone in Florida's like uh, probably top six uh, becomes injured the rest of the year. Um, but um, yeah, you could definitely see him coming up with injury, or even like if he keeps playing well in the AHL, they might might give him a shot if they need um, need some goal scoring and need some something new on offense. Yeah, like you said, twenty. I mean, he's twenty years old, forty points in forty six games, almost a point per game ratio. Uh, it's definitely impressive numbers, and uh, I hope to see him in the NHL soon. I love watching young kids come up and get a chance, so uh, it'd be very exciting for for me to see, and I'm assuming for the uh, the entire hockey world. Yeah, it'd be great to watch. See, if, it'd be cool to see Florida in the playoffs. I haven't seen it in a while, so. Yeah, the, another man on that list is Jeremy Bracco. And actually, interestingly enough, we were just talking about the Rangers and the Chris Crowder situation, talking about his possible destination in Toronto, along with Georgiev might end up there. But uh, one of the most common names I've seen thrown around in both of these guys' trade talks is Jeremy Bracco. Uh, very interesting player, very fast, great skill. Uh, surprise he's not in NHL yet, honestly, but like I said, it's one of these guys that we're talking about right now that could make that step up soon. Uh, I would like to see it happen. I'd like to see more of him, especially if there's a chance he ends up going to New York. I'd love to see as much of him as I can. But uh, I said, skilled, speed, uh, very talented young player, and uh, hopefully we'll get a shot soon. Yeah, this guy, he's an all-around playmaker um, in the AHL right now. 
uh, and he looks great. Um, but yeah, definitely one of those names that do pop up with the trade deadline coming soon. Um, the Leafs definitely wouldn't want to get rid of him, but they might have to. And uh, uh, that would suck for them, but hopefully they get something good back in return. Um, but we'll see what they do. And um, he, yeah, he's having a great year. Definitely see him in the NHL very soon. Yeah, there's one thing about Brocco that I've heard and seen just from highlight clips. Obviously, I haven't seen too much of his too many of his games this year or anything like that. But uh, with only the four goals in 42 games, uh, he's got to shoot the puck away from Ryder. Like you said, playmaking guy, pass first guy, and at times he can uh, make the wrong decision and try to pass too often. There's uh, good things happen when you get to the puck to the net. It's a very old saying in hockey and. Uh, Obviously, you like players that are creative. You like people that think outside the box, don't just fire the puck all the time. But there's a, there's a good medium between when you should shoot and when you should pass, and I think he needs to pull the trigger a little bit more than he's been doing. Yeah, exactly. This is one of my favorite players that was recently drafted coming up. Uh, I have very high. I had very high hopes for him when he got drafted, and I still do have very high hopes for him. Uh, I think the Edmonton Oilers have a complete stud in Evan Bouchard, 10th uh, overall pick. In the 2018 draft, absolute, just, just kind of stud back there. So solid all around. He's six foot three, 194. Uh, he's played 42 games in the American League this year. 26 points. As a defenseman, those are still very good numbers, especially a young defenseman like him. Uh, Edmonton's back end is a little bit banged up, so I really wouldn't be surprised if you see him make a step up to the NHL very soon. Yeah, he can definitely be um, probably the next like power play quarterback for this team. Edmonton Oilers, um, something they uh, something they need, and um, definitely uh, he is a good player all around defenseman. He does he he is a playmaker as well. So um, I mean, you put anyone nice with McDavid and Drysdale, they're gonna put up points, and uh, ho- uh, hopefully they help him out when it's, he'll probably make the team next year. He came up short this season, but. Uh, yeah, I'd definitely like to see him on the team next year. See if we can see if we can do in Edmonton. Yeah, uh, there's one more player I want to mention real fast. In the American League. Uh, I'm sure if you guys have been on Twitter or social media these past couple of days, you saw Martin Furk, uh, Los Angeles prospect. Uh, I don't know really know if you can call him a prospect anymore because I think he's just pretty much an AHL player for the most part at this point in his career, but. Uh, he broke Zdeno Chara's record of the hardest shot ever recorded in a skills comp. He had a 109.2 mile an hour slap shot the other day in the AHL All-Star Skills Competition, which is unbelievable. It's hard to imagine someone can shoot a puck that hard. But uh, obviously that's kind of brought his name back into the loop, but he's been playing some very solid hockey as of late. And uh, someone with how bad LA is, you really expect hopefully that he can get a call up. Yeah, I mean, he was yeah, he was definitely once a promising prospect for the Kings. Uh, he's fell short a couple of times, but yeah, he's pretty much an NHL player right now. But yeah, that 109.2 miles per hour slap shot, that was insane. Uh, I watched that video a couple of times, I really couldn't believe it. Because um, he's, he, he, you never like really heard his name before uh, this All-Star game. So when it just pops up like that, it's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, hopefully that gives him some confidence in his game. And uh, maybe get a call for the Kings because uh, they definitely need to change something over there in L.A. So uh, that's good for him, and hopefully we see him up in the NHL this year. Interestingly enough, he did skate in four NHL games earlier this season and registered three goals in those four games. So uh, that just shows his uh, 
his offensive ability, uh, his shot. And uh, like I said, I'd be very surprised if, if at least me personally thinks he deserves a shot, uh, especially with how much LA is struggling. He's got 20 goals in 33 games in the American League. So I, like I said, just a guy like that, I'm, I'm very shocked he's not already up or, uh, or putting up uh, solid numbers, at least quarterbacking their second power play maybe. I don't know. Obviously, Drew Doughty is kind of their guy in LA. I'm not saying he's going to be coming up and knocking Drew Doughty off the first power play or anything like that, but uh, uh, I expect him to get a chance in LA soon. Exactly, me too, especially with the way the year is going. They just need uh, to get fans in the building, so he'll probably uh, get some fans in there, and they'll see what happens. All right, now to wrap up the show real quick, we're going to, that time of year, I'd say, we're going to start focusing on the uh, 2020 NHL draft. You can never start preparing for that too much. Obviously, all GMs and scouting teams have been on this for years already, but uh I mean, I think now's as good a time as ever. The World Juniors wrapped up. Obviously, they all have to finish their seasons in their respective leagues. But uh, at this time of year is when you've already seen the uh, the leaderboard shift the most, I'd say. Obviously, it moves more uh, a little bit as you go along. But uh, after the World Junior Tournament, as people generally fall into their respective area where you think they're going to go. Uh, we mentioned it when he won tournament MVP in the World Juniors with 10 points in five games a couple of weeks ago, and that's Alexi Lafreniere is pretty much the consensus number one. Uh, obviously, you don't know Detroit's going to win the lottery. It's sh- shaken up. Uh, the, the last team in the NHL hasn't actually gotten it the last two years. But uh, regardless of who gets it, Detroit or not, I think you have to assume Lafreniere is the guy. Yeah, I mean, this guy's nuts. Uh, you saw what he did in the World Junior Tournament and also what he's doing right now uh, in his respective league. I believe he's played like 39 games, has 80 points this season, which is absurd uh, numbers. So, yeah, he's definitely uh, another Canadian great player. So, uh, definitely see him going number one unless something crazy happens. So, uh, the team will be very lucky to have him. Yeah, he's one of those guys that you can just tell, like, even if it's not producing a producing a point on the play, every time he has the puck, something happens. You know, he makes a nice pass, he drives to the net, and gets a chance. He's one of those guys. Just something happens every time he's on the ice, and that's that's so rare to find these days. Uh, at, at that age, really, you know, he he played in the World Juniors as as a uh, the whole tournament as a seventeen year old, and like obviously wasn't unbelievable or standing out, but like. Not only the seventeen-year-old, a young seventeen-year-old, like the year before his uh, draft year, he was playing in it, or two years before his draft year, technically he was playing in it, which is just so rare, especially for Canada, where there's so much young hockey talent. For him to make that team uh, alone was impressive last year, and then this year show up and do what he did. Obviously, you said he's absolutely dominating for Ramuski right now. Uh, the last player we saw dominate this much for Ramuski was Sidney Crosby. Obviously, I'm not saying he's going to be Sidney Crosby, but uh, regardless, it's uh, it's awesome to watch, and I can't wait to see this kid in the NHL. Yeah, and it also looks like, um, obviously, Detroit Red Wings are going to have him unless something happens in the lottery picks. But, uh, yeah, Detroit only has 28 points this entire year out of 51 games. It was uh, one of the worst records I've ever seen, I think, uh, that I can remember at this point of the year. Uh, so it looks like he... Definitely could be in their lineup next season. Yeah, exactly. Uh, again, moving down this list here, uh, very interesting name is Cole Perfetti. I think he's uh, 
unbelievably talented. Uh, I don't know if you remember the uh, tournament this summer where he put on pretty much that uh, Jonathan Taze-like performance, scoring all those shootout goals. Uh, I know that's what pretty much all of Canada was comparing that performance to. But uh, didn't make the World Junior team this year, which I think was a little bit of a shock to me. Uh, I wouldn't look too far into it. Like, like we just said, there's so many good Canadian hockey players that were obviously a, a whole year older, a whole, much, a whole year much more mature. So uh, it makes sense, I guess, that he wasn't on that roster, even though I thought he would be. But uh, 82 points for the Spirit this year in the Ontario Hockey League in 46 games. Uh plus 34, great on both sides of the puck, offensive talent, just breathtaking hands, uh, a kid that I expect to go, definitely top five, potentially top three. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Um, I, I, looking at who would probably get him this year is either, I, depending on the lottery pick, probably Ottawa or Ottawa, New Jersey, or Anaheim, one of those teams. So, um, But yeah, any of those teams would be lucky to have a kid like that in a couple of years in their, on their NHL roster. Uh, he's a great player. Obviously, didn't make the team, but um, he'll be on next year for sure, unless he's in the NHL. But um, we'll see what happens with him. He looks great right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the next player I got here on my list, which I think is very cool, uh, we've talked about it a couple times already. Dominic Bach, Moritz Cedar, most recently, uh, are the first rounders from Germany, but uh, Tim Stutzel is supposed to be a top five pick as a German player. I honestly couldn't even tell you off the top of my head the last time a German player was projected top five. Uh, World Junior Tournament, he went goalless, but still five points through five games uh, on a German team that obviously was not on par with U.S., Canada, Russia, Finland, Sweden, etc. But uh, I think that's very cool for German hockey and someone that could be... uh, could be another uh, benchmark for German hockey and then taking the next stride. Like you said, they're they're producing very good young talent, which seems like every year now. And uh, I think you'll only see more of that moving forward. Oh, uh, yeah. We're seeing uh, a lot of ger- good German hockey players come up the ranks in the hockey world, uh, starting with, like, obviously, Dreisaitl and Edmonton, the second most points in the NHL right now. And he's playing with McDavid, but still he looks amazing. He's definitely probably a... a Definitely a top 10 player in the NHL. Um, some would say even probably top five. But, um, yeah, and um, Setzel, yeah, he looks great. Uh, those five points on a German team that you weren't expecting to compete is pretty amazing. So uh, definitely a solid solid player, and, and hopefully we'll have a solid NHL career. Yeah, moving down the list now is uh, the number one defenseman, in my opinion, at least moving into this draft, and that's Jamie Drysdale playing in Erie of the Ontario League. Uh, I said 5'11", 170, so not a lot of size to him, but I don't think that should matter for him. His mobility is very impressive. Uh, In the World Juniors this year, he had three points in seven games. Uh, Nothing too crazy offensively, but I thought he was very, very sound all around. Uh, 38 points in 36 games in the Ontario League this year, so obviously over a point per game. That's great production. And, uh, I, I mean, I don't really think there's... Any defenseman that's honestly that close to him in this draft? Yeah, I think so as well. Um, definitely, when I look, look at him, look at his skill set. Um, I'm looking at a team like the New Jersey Devils. Uh, if they can grab him, they probably will. Uh, they just need defense so badly. Even though it's a couple of years away, probably they they uh, they need him and they need to do something with that team. So 
Uh, definitely stacking up their defense would be good for them. And, um, yeah, he'd be good for the, for the Devils. Yeah, obviously it's very hard to speculate where everyone's going to end up, not only because we don't know where they're really going to finish these draft rankings, but also, like you said, we have no idea like who's actually picking where yet. So that makes it very hard. Uh, in terms of mock drafts, yes, that would make sense right now that he ends up there. But uh, like we said, nothing is uh, obviously set in stone yet. We're kind of just up in the air. Uh, moving on is Marco Rossi playing in the Ontario League right now for the Ottawa 67s. Uh, again, very solid season for him, 81 points in 37 games. Uh, it's crazy the numbers these kids produce. You know, you have all these people putting up well over two points a game in these leagues. It's, uh, it's really awesome to see the talent these kids have. And, uh, again, as I said, someone I expect to be going for sure top 10, could potentially sneak in top five somewhere. I'm not exactly sure how it will pay out, but definitely someone to keep an eye on and learn his name because he's going to be very good. Yeah, we're definitely going to see his name pop up a lot in the next coming months. Um, definitely when they start picking up the draft talks around the NHL. Uh, he's a great player, great offensive player on, uh, in the OHL right now. Um, 5'10", 182 right now. Uh, I expect him to be in the probably around like 185, 190 when the draft comes up. So, um, yeah, he's, he's got a big, solid player, and uh, he's looking to have a promising career in the NHL as well. Yeah, it's not often you see an Austrian player and a German player both in the projected top 10, so that's very cool for hockey. I love that the game is growing like that. Uh, You're seeing players from all parts of the world coming in now and being top prospects, which I think is awesome and something that is great for hockey. Moving on next, uh, I guess it's safe to say we're not doing this in order now because I guess we skipped right over Quinton Byfield by mistake. Uh, I think he's Probably the consensus number two. Uh, unbelievable talent, similar to Lafreniere. He's a much bigger player, different styles. Uh, he's 6'4", 214 as a 17-year-old. So you, you don't see that very often at all. Uh, like I said, for Sudbury this year, he's got 70 points in 36 games. Uh, just an absolute tank. It's so hard to knock off the puck and just so smart with it as well. Uh, he's my second overall pick, at least for now. And uh, Jeff, I'm assuming he'll most likely be yours and pretty much all the hockey world's consensus number two as of right now. Yeah, I definitely have him going uh, number two at the latest three. Like, there's no way Hoover passed on one two would the third team would pass on him. But um, yeah, what is this a huge guy? Uh, teams, players, teams are gonna love him. That like just like love those big guys who can hit. Uh, they play all three ends of the ice and um, uh, just teams that he's hard to knock off the puck so i mean any team would love to have him and he can score goals and uh make plays all around the ice so he's obviously one of those top players uh we look at every year in the draft uh so i have him right behind laugh on year uh at 17 years old he's an amazing player yeah exactly it's uh another exciting draft class and uh, another group of players i can't wait to watch uh, there's a couple more players I want to mention here real quick before we wrap it up. Uh, the pair of Swedes, Alexander Holtz and Lucas Raymond. Uh, I think Lucas Raymond has fallen off the draft boards a little bit. I remember going into this year, people had him top three. Uh, I now see him in a couple mocks as low as 10. Uh, but I think he's still a, a great, complete 200-foot player. Uh, I think very similar with Holtz. I think Holtz's offensive game has grown a lot. Uh, he's been very, very good this year, uh, playing in the U20 uh, Sweden League 
Right now, he played in the World Juniors for Sweden. Obviously, five uh, five goals and seven points, for, or five goals and seven games for them, or five points in seven games. I apologize, uh, but either way, I think those numbers don't show his true offensive talent. He's got a great release, great shot, and uh, both of these guys as uh, you know, carrying the trend of uh, of skilled Swedish players. Yeah, Holst and Raymond, uh, they're great players. Uh, we saw it. Uh, we've seen it time and time again with with the Swedens, uh, uh, Sweden players. I mean, there's so much fun to watch. They're definitely probably if you like did skill countries like they're Sweden's right up there with like the skill players. Um, so um, definitely very excited to see where they go in the draft. I think they'll both probably uh, top ten or right out like right outside the top ten if, if that. So I'm excited to see that. Just uh, all the players in the draft this year, like the top ten players, like. Uh, lot, a lot of it can mix up, so it's going to be exciting to see where they uh, end up. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I do have them both going top 10. Obviously, it could be shaken up. They could fall out. Uh, but as of right now, I think they're both top 10 players. And the last guy I want to mention for this upcoming draft is because you have to mention the top goalie, especially someone who's projected in the top 10, which you see so rare. Obviously, Spencer Knight went 13 to Florida this past year, and everyone thought that was very high. He was the... He was the first goalie to go in the first round since Vasilevsky, I believe. So that just shows how rare it is to find first-round talent in a goalie. But uh, Yaroslav Askarov is definitely that. Uh, we talked about his disappointing World Junior Tournament, but I think everyone has bad showings. You can't really judge him off that. Uh, he was pulled twice in that tournament and really, uh, I'd say, was a big reason Russia ended up not winning that champ- not winning that tournament, not having him back there being as steady as everyone expected him to be going in. But uh, either way, I think he's, uh, without a doubt, the best goalie in this uh, draft class and uh, I think a future stud in the NHL. Yeah, he's looked amazing all year. Obviously, with the World Juniors, he did get pulled. Um, I mean, just a lot of pressure playing uh, for Team Russia over there. They put a lot of pressure on those young players. So, um, But, yeah, he's going to be a stud. Uh, if, he go, if he goes, like, top 15, that'd be amazing. Um, so uh, I, I'm wondering who's going to pick him up and who's going to pass on a, a score to pick him up or defenseman. So uh, we'll see where he goes. But, yeah, he's definitely set to have a promising NHL career. Yeah, he's, uh, like I said, it's uh, going to be interesting to figure out exactly where he's going to go. I know there's a bunch of teams right now that could use a young stud goalie like that. Uh, that pretty much wraps it up as far as our uh, – Initial preview for our 2020 mock draft. Uh, there is one more thing I want to mention before we wrap this up, though, and that's uh, I don't know if you were able to watch any of the Canucks Blues game last night. The Canucks ended up holding on, winning that game 3 1, despite being outplayed ridiculously for most of that game. Uh, Thatcher Demko was unbelievable with 37 saves, but uh, Obviously, 37 saves is a lot, but that still doesn't do justice to the couple of ones he made. Uh, backdoor saves, breakaways, deflections. Uh, he was unbelievable last night. And someone that, obviously, Vancouver fans have been excited about for a while, but I think it's time the rest of the hockey world starts to realize uh, how good he is. Uh, Markstrom's obviously solid there, too. I think they've got themselves one of, arguably, if not the best, one-two duo in hockey right now is Vancouver with uh, Markstrom and Demko. Yeah, it's kind of like back when they had uh, Lou Wongo uh, and Snyder those couple of years when they were both playing at the top of their games, and they 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 end up training one of them. But um, yeah, they're both looking great. Obviously, a thirty-seven save performance uh, against a good team is unbelievable. 
and you like to, you like to see it from a young player. So excited for him, and uh, we'll see we'll see what they can do this year. Uh, I guess there's one more thing I'll say before we go off, which is not prospect related. It's not even hockey related, but uh, obviously there was tragedy the other day hearing the uh, the passing of Kobe Bryant. Uh, you didn't have to be a basketball fan even really to appreciate his greatness. He's one of those athletes that, like I said, even if you don't like basketball, uh, everyone knows who Kobe is. He had a huge impact on the world. Uh, he was, you know, a model competitor, a model athlete, and someone like you said, or someone like I said, is. Uh, really irreplaceable. You see the the way the basketball world and the whole sports world is mourning after him. It's uh, awful. I want to say rest in peace to him, his daughter Gigi, and uh, thoughts and prayers to the family and the sports community because they lost an uh, all-time legend this week. Yeah, it was definitely tragic. Honestly, I didn't believe it for uh, like the first hour it came out. I was like, I just said like, kept saying like, no way, like that could happen to him. Like, was, but um, yeah, it's obviously tragic and. Um, yeah, the NBA fans, uh, they're it's horrible right now for them and the players that uh, he knew. So uh, it's it's a tough loss in the sport world. But uh, uh, yeah, rest in peace to him. Uh, he was a great player and uh, even better, uh, even better role model. So exactly. Uh, other than that, I just want to say have a good one, guys, and uh, we'll see you again soon. All right, see you guys in a couple weeks. <laughs>